Welcome back to the Patronus Pages. Today we will be doing a reading from our first original story, Shadows of the Unspeakable. I hope you enjoy. Chapter 3. In the shadowy confines of the Department of Mysteries Library, Alex Mercer was lost in his studies, surrounded by ancient manuscripts whispering the secrets of ages past. Lena's arrival, like a beam of light in the dim room, brought a moment of warmth to the cold pursuit of knowledge. Alex, are you all set for our trip to Hogsmeade tonight? Lena asked, her voice tinged with excitement. We'll use my parents' house as our flu anchor. They've prepared the spare room for you. Before Alex could respond, the air was suddenly pierced by the sharp slicing sound of a bewitched paper airplane, folding and unfolding itself with an urgency that demanded attention. It flew directly at Alex, who caught it with a practiced ease. Unfolding the paper revealed a message in the unmistakable, stern script of Mr. Carrow. Mercer, it is already 3 p.m. Your presence at the Council of the Unspeakable is required immediately. Do not delay further. A cold knot of anxiety formed in Alex's stomach. I have to attend this meeting, he told Lena, a serious undertone in his voice betraying the importance of the summons. I'll meet you afterward. We can head to Hogsmeade then. With a nod of understanding and a touch of concern in her gaze, Lena agreed. Good luck, Alex. As Alex made his way to the council chambers, he couldn't help but feel as though he were walking towards his own trial. The chamber doors, heavy and imposing, opened onto a room that felt more akin to a cold courtroom than a meeting space. The room was vast, the ceilings lost in shadows, with walls lined with shelves that held the most secret of tomes. At the centre, a long, dark oak table, around which the Council of the Unspeakable was seated, their faces shrouded in half-light, making them appear as though they were part of the room's architecture. A council not just of people, but of history and power. At the head of the table sat a tall, imposing man, with deep skin like polished mahogany, his eyes sharp and penetrating. He was flanked by Eldritch Blackmantle, whose silver hair and enigmatic presence added an air of mystery, and Mr. Carrow his usual stern demeanour in place. The rest of the council was a mix of distinguished witches and wizards, each bearing the mark of their long service to the magical world through their robes, their bearing, and the quiet authority they exuded. Mr. Mercer! began the head of the council, his voice resonant, filling the room with a timbre that commanded attention. You stand before us to present your findings on the veil. Proceed. With the weight of the room upon him, Alex began to outline his research, describing the veil as a boundary between the living and a liminal space where souls seemed to linger. He spoke of his conviction that the veil served a purpose yet to be fully understood, a gateway or a holding ground for those not yet ready to move on. However, he made the careful decision to omit any mention of his conversation with Magnus. Fearing the revelation of his parcel-tongue ability might overshadow his findings, the Council listened, their expressions unreadable, as Alex navigated his presentation with a mix of confidence and caution. When he finished, a heavy silence fell over the room, the kind that felt thick with judgment and anticipation. The head of the Council leaned forward, his gaze piercing Alex as if looking into his very soul. Mr. Mercer! Your dedication to your research is evident, and your theories intriguing. 
However, you have presented nothing concrete today, only speculations. To be honest, we didn't expect much more. Alex's heart sank at the words, a mix of disappointment and frustration welling within him. The tall man continued, This project was as much about testing your resolve and capability as it was about uncovering the mysteries of the veil. In light of this, we are reassigning you to a new task. Your work on the veil will be concluded. Your new assignment, the head of the council elaborated, involves the study of recently unearthed runes in Romania. These runes are shrouded in mystery, believed to be the key to understanding a series of powerful enchantments lost to time. Their potential impact on our world is immense, and your insight will be invaluable in unlocking their secrets. Despite his plea to continue his work on the Vale, the Council was resolute in their decision to reassign him. Disheartened but determined, Alex later shared the outcome with Lena, expressing his unwavering intent to delve further into the Vale's secrets alongside his new task. After the meeting, Alex found himself gathering the remnants of his research, each scroll and tome a testament to his deep dive into the mysteries of the Vale. His heart weighed heavy with the Council's decision, yet within him a spark of determination refused to be extinguished. The bewitched paper airplane, now inert and unassuming on the table, seemed a stark reminder of the abrupt shift his career was about to take. As he collected his notes, carefully stacking them with a reverence befitting their contents, Alex's mind replayed the Council's verdict. The head of the council, with his authoritative demeanour, had acknowledged Alex's dedication but remained unmoved by his arguments to continue his investigation into the Vale. The new assignment, deciphering ancient runes, sounded important but was a significant departure from the path he'd envisioned. Leaving the library, Alex felt the weight of countless unsolved mysteries pressing down upon him, the whispers of the unknown echoing off the stone walls, a siren call he was reluctant to ignore. He made his way through the narrow corridors of the department, each step taking him further from the veil, but closer to a new, uncharted beginning. Arriving at his desk, situated in a quiet corner near Lena's, Alex felt a semblance of normalcy in the sight of his familiar workspace. The desk, cluttered with the everyday detritus of a ministry worker, offered a stark contrast to the profound complexities of his recent research. He placed his gathered materials in a neat pile, a physical manifestation of the transition he was about to undergo. Lena, noticing his return, paused in her work, her expression one of concern and curiosity. How did it go? she asked, her voice a gentle nudge in the silence that had settled between them. Alex sighed, the weight of the day's events momentarily bowing his shoulders. The council was impressed with the dedication, but they've decided my efforts are needed elsewhere, he explained, the words tasting of both resignation and resolve. I'm being reassigned to a project regarding some newly discovered runes. Despite the gravity of the news, Lena's response was immediate and supportive. Then we'll just have to make sure you have the time and resources to continue your research into the veil on the side, if it really is that important to you. Her words, imbued with unwavering support, bolstered Alex's spirits. Thank you, Lena. I'm not ready to give up on the veil. There's too much we don't yet understand. Too many questions left unanswered especially after my conversation with Magnus. 
I'm going to try to speak to him again next week on Monday, even if it takes all day. The conversation shifted towards their impending trip to Hogsmeade, a welcome diversion from the weighty matters at hand. As their conversation meandered towards their impending trip, Alex, seeking a lighter topic, inquired about Lena's family. You're going to love my mum, Bonnie, Lena smiled warmly. She's the heart of our family, funny, warm and an incredible cook. My dad, Archie, isn't much for conversation, but he's kind in his own quiet way. Oh, and you'll definitely enjoy meeting my aunt and uncle, Hannah and Neville Longbottom. They have the most fascinating stories from their days at Hogwarts. The mention of the Longbottoms, known for their bravery and kindness, piqued Alex's interest, offering a glimpse into the warm, inviting world he was about to step into, a much-needed respite from the weight of his responsibilities. As evening approached, Alex and Lena stood before the emerald flames of the flu network, ready to embark on their journey to Hogsmeade. The promise of a brief escape into Lena's world, filled with the warmth of her family and the intrigue of meeting Hannah and Neville Longbottom, was a welcome reprieve. With a final glance at each other, they spoke the name of Lena's family home, and the flames enveloped them, whisking them away to the quaint village of Hogsmeade. As the fire's warmth surrounded him, Alex felt a sense of anticipation for the discoveries that lay ahead, both in his work and in the connections he would forge in the days to come. As Alex and Lena stepped out of the green flames of the flu network, they found themselves in the warm, inviting living room of Lena's family home. The journey from the Department of Mysteries to the cosy village of Hogsmeade had been a whirlwind of emerald fire and swirling ash, but the moment they arrived, a sense of calm enveloped Alex. The room was bathed in the soft glow of twilight, with plush sofas and armchairs gathered around a crackling fireplace, and the walls were adorned with family photos that moved and smiled, adding a lively charm to the space. The sounds of clattering and the sweet aroma of baking desserts wafted from the kitchen, drawing them in. Lena, is that you? called a voice, rich with warmth and anticipation. Lena led the way, her smile brightening. It's us, Mum. She announced as they entered the kitchen, a bustling hub of culinary magic. Bonnie Abbott, Lena's mother, stood at the centre of it all, her hands dusted with flour, surrounded by an array of baking ingredients and the delightful chaos of dessert preparation. A bewitched sponge danced between dishes and pans, cleaning as it went under the watchful eye of its caster. Bonnie turned, her face lighting up at the sight of her daughter and the guest she had brought along. Oh, Lena, dear, and you must be Alex, she said, extending a flower-dusted hand in greeting. I've heard so much about you. Welcome. The kitchen was a marvel of both traditional charm and magical convenience. The large oak table was a testament to many family meals and discussions, its surface worn smooth by years of use. Herbs and potion ingredients floated gently to their designated jars on open shelves, orchestrated by a small wand movement from Bonnie as she multitasked. The room was warm, the air filled with the scent of cinnamon and vanilla, promising the delights of the evening meal to come. Lena inquired about her father, a hint of laughter in her voice. And where's Dad, hiding from the baking frenzy? Bonnie chuckled, wiping her hands on her apron. Oh, your father's getting ready for bed upstairs. You know how he likes to turn in before 8pm nowadays. Retired life suits him well, but it seems to have shifted his schedule quite a bit. 
The house itself was a blend of cosy nooks and spacious areas, with wooden beams and stone walls that spoke of its age and stability. Each room they passed on their way to the kitchen had its own story, reflected in the carefully chosen decorations and the warmth that seemed to emanate from the very walls. The living room, where their journey had begun, was the heart of the home, with its roaring fireplace and shelves filled with books that ranged from ancient tomes to modern novels, all whispering tales of magic and adventure. Alex felt an immediate sense of belonging, enveloped in the warmth of Lena's family home. The magic of the place wasn't just in the spells that made life easier or the enchanted objects that added a touch of wonder. It was in the laughter, the shared stories and the unmistakable bond of family that filled every corner of the house. As Alex watched Bonnie move around the kitchen with a grace that belied her years, he couldn't help but notice how strikingly pretty she was. There was a timeless elegance about her, a gentle strength in her movements that spoke of years spent loving and caring for a family. He found himself momentarily captivated, not just by her warmth and hospitality, but by the undeniable beauty that radiated from her. It was in her smile, in the laughter lines that spoke of happiness, and in her eyes, hazel eyes that he realised were mirrored so closely in Lena's. The resemblance was uncanny, a testament to the strong family ties that bound them. In his head, Alex marvelled at the genetic lottery of beauty and kindness that seemed to run in Lena's family, feeling a warmth towards them that went beyond the cosy kitchen. His observations were abruptly interrupted by the boisterous entrance of Lena's two younger brothers, twins who couldn't have been more than eight years old. With a burst of energy that only children possess, they charged into the kitchen, their laughter filling the room. Alex meet Oliver and George, Lena introduced, a note of affectionate warning in her voice. The resident pranksters of the Abbott household. Keep your eyes peeled around these two. Oliver and George, their faces alight with mischief, eyed Alex with the kind of curious scrutiny reserved for new victims of their pranks. Their youthful energy was infectious and Alex found himself smiling, despite the cautionary introduction. Bonnie, ever the gracious host, mentioned, You'll meet Lena's three older sisters tomorrow. They'll be here early for the party. Her voice was filled with the pride of a mother who cherished her children's closeness. Lena, sensing the perfect moment to escape the bustling kitchen and the imminent threat of twin-engineered mischief, turned to Alex. Let me show you to your room for the night, she said, excusing them both from the kitchen. As they left the lively heart of the Abbott home, Alex felt a comforting sense of inclusion. The brief encounter with Lena's family had given him a glimpse into the vibrant, loving world she came from. He followed Lena through the house, each step revealing more of its character and warmth, eager to see what other surprises the Abbott family home held in store for him. As Lena led Alex upstairs, the orchestra of kitchen utensils and the twins' laughter faded into a distant hum, replaced by the soft creak of the wooden steps under their feet. Lena's steps were sure, each one a beat in the quiet symphony of the evening. This was Ruth's room before she moved to London, Lena explained as they stood at the threshold of the spare room Alex would be sleeping in. The door creaked open to reveal a space that was a time capsule of adolescence, the walls holding memories of a girl who had grown beyond them. 
The centrepiece was a poster of an all-girl punk group, their fierce expressions clashing with the innocence of the stuffed animals lined up on a shelf. Lena, with a flick of her wand, whispered, Incendio! Instantly, the fireplace came to life, casting a warm glow that danced across the room, illuminating every corner and chasing away the gathering dusk. Shadows leaped and fell, creating a play of light that lent the room a feeling of comfort and mystery. The room itself was a blend of past and present, a diary of dreams and ambitions. A small desk sat under the window, scattered with parchments and quills, a testament to Ruth's academic endeavours. The bed, covered in a quilt of vibrant colours, seemed to invite stories and dreams. It was a room that had seen laughter, tears and the relentless march of time. After a moment of silence, Lena turned to Alex, a playful curiosity in her eyes. Want to check out my room? Hang out for a bit before we turn in? Her room was a stark contrast to Ruth's, a reflection of Lena's own spirit. As they stepped inside, Alex was immediately struck by the organised chaos that reigned. Shelves overflowed with books on potions, magical creatures and the history of magic, alongside muggle science fiction and fantasy novels. Posters of the solar system and a map of Hogwarts adorned the walls, alongside diagrams of complex spells. Lena's desk was a landscape of open books, scribbled notes and scattered potion ingredients, evidence of a mind that thrived on knowledge and discovery. In the corner of the room stood a telescope, pointed towards the window, ready to explore the stars. The room was a sanctuary, a place of learning and imagination, lit by the soft glow of enchanted lanterns that hovered gently in the air, casting a serene light over everything. Lena motioned for Alex to sit on the bed, a smile playing on her lips. Make yourself comfortable. It's not every day I invite someone into my inner sanctum. Alex found himself sitting at the foot of her bed, his hands instinctively picking up a Quidditch magazine that lay amongst the myriad of books and papers. Flipping through the pages, he was drawn into a world of high-flying athletes and daring manoeuvres, a stark departure from the room's scholarly aura. As they settled into the comfortable silence, Lena, her eyes glancing at the Quidditch magazine in Alex's hands, broke the quiet with a question that seemed to dance in her eyes. So, how come you never played Quidditch at Hogwarts? You seem to enjoy it. Alex, caught slightly off guard by the question, chuckled softly. I actually tried out in my first year. Thought I could be the next seeker sensation, he admitted, a hint of amusement in his voice. Turns out I wasn't quite good enough. I spent more time getting acquainted with the ground than catching the snitch. Lena laughed, her gaze playful. Well, I suppose it's Hogwarts' loss. Imagine the tales they tell of Alex Mercer, the Quidditch prodigy who went spent more time on the ground than in the air. The conversation flowed naturally, the initial awkwardness melting away into a comfortable camaraderie. After a moment, Lena's curiosity resurfaced this time touching upon a more sensitive subject. Have you tried using parcel tongue since the last time? At the Vale, I mean. <laughs> Alex shook his head, a thoughtful look crossing his face. It's not exactly something I can practice. It's not like there's a snake lying around I can chat with, he said half-jokingly. And it's weird, you know. When I was talking to the Vale, I didn't even realise I was doing it. It just happened. Lena nodded, her expression a mix of fascination and concern. 
It's incredible, really, but I guess that adds to the mystery, doesn't it? A language that chooses when to be spoken, revealing itself at moments steeped in magic. Curiosity sparked within Alex as he set the Quidditch magazine aside, another piece of Lena's world captured in his gaze. You mentioned your uncle Neville Longbottom earlier, he began, a note of reverence in his voice. I know he fought in the Battle of Hogwarts and played a significant role in defeating Voldemort. Does he ever talk about it? Lena's expression softened, a mix of pride and respect illuminating her features. Yes, Uncle Neville was there at the end, standing strong against Voldemort. It's a part of who he is, but he's modest about it. He believes it was a collective effort that everyone who stood up that day was a hero in their own right. Alex leaned in, captivated by the connection to a key figure in recent wizarding history. Was he friends with Harry Potter at all? Very much so, Lena confirmed, her smile broadening. They were close during their time at Hogwarts and remain good friends to this day. Uncle Neville often says that the friendships formed in those years were the strongest magic of all. He and Harry, along with several others from their year, still meet up regularly. The knowledge that Lena was just one degree removed from such pivotal figures in the wizarding world's recent history added another layer of intrigue and admiration to Alex's perception of her. It wasn't just the stories of bravery and camaraderie that captivated him, but the realisation of how these histories intertwined with the present, living on in the lives and memories of those who had been there. Alex, with a twinkle of mischief in his eye, couldn't resist the opportunity for a light-hearted jest. Maybe he can help me secure more than a five-second meeting with Harry Potter at a coffee shop one day, he quipped, the humour in his voice clear. Lena laughed, the sound bright and easy in the quiet of her room. I'll have to mention that to him. With Uncle Neville's endorsement, you might just get your extended audience with Harry Potter one day. But you'll owe me one, she teased, her gaze playful. Their laughter filled the room, a simple moment of joy amidst the tales of battles and bravery, a reminder of the lightness that still existed in the world. The next morning, Alex was abruptly awakened by the sound of Oliver and George's laughter echoing through the corridors, their footsteps a rapid staccato as they darted up and down the stairs. The Abbott household was alive with the kind of energy that only a family gathering could inspire. With a groan that belied his actual amusement at the twins' antics, Alex pushed himself out of bed, quickly dressing in the day's attire that felt somewhat more casual, yet appropriate for Lena's birthday celebration. Stepping out of his room, he made his way over to Lena's, knocking softly on her door before entering. Inside, he found Lena standing in front of a mirror, expertly weaving her hair into a style that managed to be both elegant and effortlessly practical. Morning, he greeted, receiving a bright smile from Lena in return. Good morning, sleep well despite the early wake-up call courtesy of my brothers, she asked with a chuckle, her hands not missing a beat in their task. Better than I expected, actually, Alex admitted, finding humour in the morning's lively start. Together they made their way down to the kitchen, where the aroma of baking and the warmth of the morning light created a welcoming atmosphere. Bonnie was there putting the last-minute touches on a beautifully decorated cake that proudly proclaimed Happy Birthday, Lena, in swirling, colourful icing. Ah, good, you're both here, 
Bonnie said, her eyes lighting up at the sight of them, just in time to help me with the finishing touches. The kitchen was a hub of activity, but amidst the preparations, Lena took a moment to introduce Alex to her father, Archie, who had joined them, his presence adding to the familial warmth. Archie's handshake was firm, his greeting succinct but not unkind. So, you two are in the same department, eh? he said, his voice carrying a note of interest. You know, I always tell Lena she can leave all those mysteries whenever she wants and come help her mum at the apothecary. His words, though delivered with a hint of jest, spoke of a father's protective instinct and a wish to see his daughter safe from the dangers their world could present. Alex, sensing the underlying concern, offered a respectful nod, understanding the weight of a parent's worry. A few hours after the spirited morning in the Abbott household, Alex found himself walking alongside Lena and her family, venturing through the streets of Hogsmeade. The village was as familiar to him as the halls of Hogwarts, each cobblestone and shopfront a thread in the tapestry of his schoolday memories. The air was crisp, filled with the chatter of villagers and the scent of sweet treats, wafting from honeydukes. Today, however, their destination was the renowned Three Broomsticks. As they approached, Alex could see the tavern was buzzing with activity, its windows aglow with warmth and welcome. The sound of laughter and lively conversation spilled out every time the door opened, inviting them inside. The interior was exactly as he remembered, cosy and dimly lit, with wooden beams overhead and the air filled with the aroma of butterbeer and roasting meat. The place was packed, a testament to its popularity among both the locals and visiting witches and wizards. They made their way through the crowded main area, sidestepping a group of chattering students and a couple of old wizards deep in debate. Near the restrooms, Lena led them through a less conspicuous entrance, which opened into a private room at the back of the bar. The transformation was stunning, the room was spacious and adorned with yellow streamers that cascaded from the ceiling, their brightness a cheerful contrast to the tavern's usual ambience. A large banner that exclaimed, Happy Birthday, Lena, in bold letters dominated one wall, its message clear and joyful. Lena's excitement was palpable as she entered. Yellow, that's my favourite colour, she exclaimed, her eyes lighting up at the sight. The room was arranged to accommodate a mix of guests with several tables set up to host both the young and the old, wizards and witches who had come together to celebrate. The atmosphere was one of genuine warmth and festivity, with people mingling, laughing and sharing stories. Among the guests, Alex recognised a few faces from his time at Hogwarts, alongside others who were clearly important figures in Lena's life outside of school. After Lena spent some time mingling and catching up with friends and family scattered throughout the room, she noticed Alex sitting alone at a table, looking slightly out of place amidst the revelry. With a knowing smile, she approached, a figure trailing just behind her. Alex, there's someone I want you to meet, Lena said, her tone teasing. Uncle Neville, this is Alex. I told him about your adventures at Hogwarts, and guess what? He tried to get someone on one time with the famous Harry Potter and got utterly shut down. Neville Longbottom, with a hearty laugh that seemed to embody his easy-going nature, extended a hand to Alex. Ah, Harry can be a little standoffish at times, especially after the war. But don't take it personally. I'm sure you'll see him around the Ministry, being the head aura and all. 
The light-hearted exchange eased any lingering awkwardness Alex might have felt, drawing him further into the fabric of the celebration. Neville's presence was a reminder of the extraordinary yet humble courage that defined the heroes of the Battle of Hogwarts, a trait Alex admired greatly. As the evening progressed, the room filled with the sound of music, and several guests took to the impromptu dance floor. The joy of the occasion was infectious, with laughter and the rhythm of dancing feet setting the tone. When it came time to cut the cake, all eyes were on Lena as she made the first slice, her face alight with happiness. The cake, a masterpiece of baking that Bonnie had put her heart into, was quickly distributed among the guests. After enjoying a slice of the delicious cake, Alex made his way to Bonnie, complimenting her on the incredible dessert. This cake is fantastic, Mrs Abbott. You've outdone yourself, he said, his genuine appreciation shining through. Bonnie's response was a mix of modesty and maternal pride, her smile reflecting the joy of a mother who had successfully brought together loved ones for a celebration of family and friendship. As Alex mingled among the guests, he couldn't help but reflect on his own family gatherings, which stood in stark contrast to the vibrant celebration unfolding around him. Being an only child, the occasions in his household were much smaller and, he had to admit, lacked the lively, jubilant atmosphere of Lena's birthday. There was a warmth and inclusivity here that made every guest feel like part of the family, a sense of belonging that Alex found both enviable and heartwarming. The night continued on, a beautiful blend of laughter, music and shared stories, with Alex feeling ever more a part of Lena's world, a world he was coming to appreciate and cherish with every passing moment.